How's it going? You know, it's going. Another week. Yeah, I just got back from San Francisco two hours ago. Such is my commitment to recording on the same day each week. Yeah, we we could have done a different day. You Nah, I like to give myself time to edit if necessary. Okay. Yeah. Um, but let me regale you with yet another travel tale. Okay. Hit me. So I was uh my flight was out of San Francisco at around twelve thirty today. And Aaron needed to go in to do class or work or whatever. So I was planning on leaving for the airport, like, at, like, 9, basically. And then just, you know, hanging out there until my flight. Mm-hmm. And I wake up, and I get an, I see an email from Southwest saying, hey, we've made some changes to your flight. Which, you know, I get that sometimes. It'll be like, oh, we, you know, for whatever reason, we have some advanced knowledge of something, and your flight time was moved back 20 minutes or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's typically something not interesting that will hardly affect me because I'm not on a tight schedule or anything. Uh, This was not that email, though. Okay. This was an email saying, hey, we're providing you no information as to why this is happening, but you've been switched to this other flight. Okay, that leaves half an hour later. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay. And it's flying out of Oakland, not San Francisco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a, a different <laughs> It's a, a totally different, place. different airport. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know they'd do that. Yep. What I assume happened is that they just canceled the flight out of San Francisco. Uh-huh. I feel like it must have been incredibly underbooked. Because okay. so the way that they um do a check-in. Have I talked to you about this? Do you know this about Southwest? How they no, do check-in I, and boarding compared to everybody I've else? I've done South, flown Southwest in years, so I'm not sure how they do it. Okay, so the way that they do it is unless you pay for a better ticket or for early bird check-in, check-in is 24 hours before the flight. Mm-hmm. And based on when you get checked in, you are assigned a boarding position. Every seat on a Southwest plane is the same. There's no first class or anything. It's mm-hmm. just identical rows. And your boarding position just is literally just the position in which you board the plane. And there's three groups, A, B, and C, and they go 1 to 60. And okay. the boarding process is you just line up A, 1 through 60, on, on either side of a row of pylons listing off those numbers, And they board the first 30 people and the next 30 people and so on. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last time I did all this, you know, I didn't do any early bird check-in or anything. And I think early bird check-in is like basically the only way to get in the A group. Otherwise, you're Mm -hmm. essentially guaranteed to be in the B group. Mm -hmm. And the first time I did it, you know, I was on top of things and ended up with spot like B... 10 or something like that whatever it was doesn't matter um and that's you know it's a decent boarding position it, it's pretty much a guarantee that you'll have a spot for your carry-on all that type stuff mm-hmm. 
Um, I did do early bird check-in on the way up to San Francisco uh, because there was a bit more time sensitivity surrounding that, and it was an early morning flight, and I needed to get to Aaron's apartment uh, before she uh, needed to go to class the morning that I got there. And so I figured, okay, let me just pay the whatever it was, $20, to do this early bird check-in and get a good boarding position. Mm-hmm. And that will make it sure that I can get a seat on the plane that I like, but be near the front. And that worked out fine. My boarding position that I got on Sunday, yesterday, when I uh, did the 24-hour check-in for the uh, flight back was like A25 or something like that. Ah, Like, I'm checking in 24 hours before the flight. You know, in my defense, I did set a timer and checked in exactly 24 hours before. But uh-huh. still, I was the 25th spot. <laughs> so okay. it must have been a drastically underbooked flight, is my guess. Mm-hmm. And they must have just said, uh, we're just going to cancel it and move you to Oakland, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the reason for that specific relocation, I don't know. I I assume that their thought process was... It's better to relocate people to Oakland, relocate people to a flight that is slightly later, like half an hour later. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, not like what you want to see. No, yeah, it just it just it just puts some discontent for every future time that I ever book. <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's always going to be that thought in the back of your mind of like, oh, is this flight going to happen from this airport as I've planned for it to be? Yeah, how how uh, early of advance notice are they going to give me? Luckily, this notice was at like 6.30 or 7 a.m., so it's fine. And luckily, I'm a person who checks my email a lot. Mm-hmm. And also, luckily, I was just taking a lift to the airport, so it didn't really change much. Mm-hmm. But if I had either been a person who doesn't check things that well or I was driving my own car, or mm-hmm. any other number of, or, or even worse, taking public transit. Oh, gosh, yeah. Then that's just a terrible situation. That would suck. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was my fun uh, this morning. Like, it all worked out well, and then the flight ended up being delayed anyway. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, half an hour or so. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, I got back and cause I got back at whatever, a little after three traffic was getting bad. So it just took longer to get home from the airport. Wow. Sounds like you've had a trying day. I wouldn't say that, but it was not what I expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was hoping to have, I basically, I just, I was hoping to have an hour more time this afternoon to do some things and I didn't get it so yeah uh, that was a bit disappointing well I'm glad I gave you some flexibility on what time we started tonight rather than just dictating a time I mean if we had said the earlier time I would have been fine like I was home by then but mm-hmm. you know this works out but, best yeah yeah so there you have it nice Sounds like a real doozy. (laughs) How was your uh, not quite totally adult Thanksgiving? It was good. Not quite totally adult. Well, you didn't have like parents there. So like you guys were adults, but also, you know, how adult is it really? 
yeah. No, it was really good. Um, no, no, just it wasn't like there wasn't anything like exciting or like uber eventful or anything it was just good it like food worked out well there were no like major disasters or anything um and yeah things went pretty smoothly it was nice to kind of get out of the area and go visit my sister and just hang out for a weekend it was fun nice yeah nice and kind of for the most part relaxing weekend just kind of kick back and hang out sure so that was good did you have to did you have friday off from work or did you get to take it off i got it off okay that's nice yeah that would have been a pain yeah um yeah my sister had to work part of friday but was able to get off like super early so she ended up only working for like a half day anyway Mm -hmm. so it wasn't really a big deal or anything sure but yeah I don't know. I feel like I should have more exciting things to say about my plans. Like at work, people have been asking me, like, "Oh, like, how did it go? What'd you do?" Like, da da da. da. And I feel like feel kind of lame. I mean, just like, yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Like, I visited and we had food and hung out and yeah. I'm not. I don't have a family of a bunch of drama llamas like you fools. Yeah, for real though. Like, (laughs) there was. There were a number of people who came back with, like, serious drama of, like, their, like, one of their children left the day early because they were so upset and so they went back to college early <laughs> or, like, like somebody had dietary restrictions and somebody else messed up one of the foods so it, like, made a whole thing because of the dietary restrictions not being followed and, like... Yeah, I don't know stuff like that, and I was just like, no, mine was just like chill. Like it was fun. And I had a good time. Mm-hmm. It was really great to like see my sister and spend some time with her. But like, there wasn't anything like dramatic that went on. Yeah. So nice. I think that's probably overall good. Good. I don't really need much drama in my life. Yeah, I would agree. I don't, I don't need extra drama in my life. Enough just happens to me that <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Did you guys end up going out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I thought I had told you what we were doing, but maybe not. Uh, I know we talked about it, but I don't know if you had decided on a place for sure. Yeah, I think we had as of last... Well, mm-hmm. I, we definitely had as of last week because I made the reservation a few weeks ago. Oh, then you definitely had and I just forgot. That's okay. Sorry. I went to Fogo de Chao. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so I good. I knew that was one of the options you had talked about. It was so good. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Did they have like turkey and stuff or they, not? They did actually, yeah. Um, they had a turkey on a cutting board going around with all the other meats. So we had a little bit of that. And they had stuffing and mashed potatoes. They they claimed that they had some sort of cranberry something or other, but I didn't see it anywhere. Hmm. So, but that's okay. I had other stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you don't want to waste too much of your pl- precious stomach room on extra stuff, so. Yeah, I probably wasted a little more than I needed to on, like, stuffing and mashed potatoes and caramelized mm-hmm. bananas and all that. Oh, but they're so good. They are. And Erin is not a big fan of a lot of that. Like, she likes stuffing, mm-hmm. but she wasn't a big fan of the stuffing that they had, which was fair. Mm-hmm. It was kind of non-standard stuffing, but I'm not a big stuffing person, so it was more just like, oh, it's some side dish. 
you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love the caramelized bananas. <laughs> they're one of my favorite oh, parts. They're so good. <laughs> so I think I had three fourths or maybe seven eighths. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the bananas given to us. Well, we're really getting into the fractions here. Well, there were four bananas, and I can't remember if I had three out of four or three and a half out of four. Okay, that fits. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was fun. It was good, and then we just totally uh, zoned out the rest of the day. We tried really hard to obtain. What did we end up doing? Well, we wanted dessert. We knew that we wanted dessert later in the day. But we had just sort of forgotten that, like, oh, we should have planned ahead and done this yesterday. Like, it's Thanksgiving. Nothing's going to be open. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I really wanted pie. Didn't end up getting pie. We ended up finding, like, an ice cream shop that sold pints of ice cream on Postmates. And we just <clears throat> got two pints of ice cream at an extraordinary markup. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, but it was good. Nice. Yeah. I learned I learned that apparently some grocery stores are open in the morning on Thanksgiving. I'm sure some are, but I mean we had our meal at noon and so it was yeah. past one by the time so was, we were considering mm-hmm. it. Okay. And I think no, it was it was like one thirty because we were trying to quickly order something from Whole Foods and it wasn't <laughs> gonna happen because they were yeah. open until two. Oh no. Yeah. And I think that just the way that our like maybe if we had decided to take a lift directly to whole foods we would have gotten there in time but it was it was fine it was for the best because we ended up getting cookies to make the next day nice yeah well let me tell you uh microwaves that are also convection ovens not excellent for baking cookies (laughs) really i (laughs) i'm not gonna say that i'm not surprised but. Well, like the the convection ovens in a typical sense are very good. Okay. But the issue is that, well, it could have been a lot of things. The one main <laughs> thing being it also doubles as a microwave. Um, <laughs> and so, like when you look up these cookie recipes, when you when they say when you just search for convection oven, they'll say, "Oh, you need to like use a half or a fourth of the time on the recipe." With a convection uh-huh. oven, because it just heats things so differently. Yeah. But nope, not this one. You had to about double the time. So, you know, oh, you're geez. used to making like, you know, Pillsbury or Toll House cookie dough and plopping it on your tray and cooking it for like 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. It was like, nope, we were pushing 20 to 30. And even then, they weren't really as done as we could have made them. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just kind of get like, I, I was most, I was in charge of it for a lot of it, especially the chocolate chip. Uh, like they were good. They were fine. Maybe a different brand would have done better because we got Pillsbury for both. Mm-hmm. I had never had Pillsbury chocolate chip cookies, so I can't tell if most of the issue was the oven or the cookie dough. I'm gonna go with the oven. It was a bit of both because Aaron tried the cookie dough and immediately spat it out and said, "Oh, this is terrible cookie dough." So you know what? Yeah, I, I she likes cookie. I don't like raw cookie dough. Uh huh. Aaron really does. Um. But yeah, she did not enjoy that cookie dough, so it could have been both. Wowza. It wasn't very chocolatey either, so I'm probably going to mm. make chocolate chip cookies this week with my <laughs> real oven. Yeah. Ooh, look at Mark with his real oven. 
Yeah, that's right. So there you have it. Wow. All caught up on the weekend. Should we get to the comics now? I suppose we should. So for this week, Mark brought Invisible Bread by Justin Boyd. Um, In this comic, there are two characters all... And they appear to be, one appears to be checking out at some sort of store. The, the shopper, I will refer to as a shopper, and the cashier, I will refer to as cashier. So shopper says, no, no, shopper thinks while standing in front of the cashier, geez, how could I forget my discard, discount card again? The cashier says, 5250, sir. Shopper thinks, I really need to save a couple bucks. As the cashier says, cash or credit? The shopper then thinks, use his discount employee, or use his employee (laughs) discount? Uh, sir? Stab him and take it from him? The cashier then says, let me swipe my card real quick. Save you a couple bucks. The shopper then thinks to himself, oh, he just made this a whole lot easier. Sorry, I added in some of my own words. That's okay. You got the point across, unlike usual. Yeah, I think I did. I'm real glad I didn't uh, miss that thinking instead of speaking thing. Yeah, me too. (laughs) That would have made it really confusing. (laughs) I would have corrected you if it had gone on. (laughs) Good. I'm glad. (laughs) So, Mark, do you do you often think about murdering cashiers? <laughs> well, no, because I use as as we've refer, as we've talked about before. I'm pretty sure I use self checkouts most of the time. Yeah, uh, but what I did want to talk to you about is discount cards to different places. Oh, uh... and your personal experience with them. I I feel like I just want to know about your area and the stores and stuff that you go to. And whether they have discount cards and just kind of your take on that. Um, I think a lot of the places around me do. I, in general, don't participate in them. Um, like, if I gotta, if I gotta, like, sign up and, like, give you my email and let you harass me all the time, it's not worth it to me. Um... And so, like, most of the time I don't use them. Like, there's one or two stores that I have one because it's, like, it didn't, like, I was checking out and, like, they gave me a card and it was, like, pretty much in no way attached to me. It's just, like, a loyalty card um, that, like, if I dropped it on the ground, someone could just pick it up and start using it and pretend it's theirs. And, like, they would never know the difference. Um, And so, like, they don't harass me about it and, like, send me emails and, like crap like that so like that's fine to me but in general i don't use them i don't like maybe i'm just like losing out on a ton of money and i'm just a total idiot because of it but i don't know in general i don't i don't know do you use a lot of loyalty card stuff well let me let me do a quick follow-up question the few that you have signed up for what are they for one's a gas station 
that is just like convenient and I'll often go there. Um, and the other is like a like a grocery store type place. Okay. Cool. Actually, no. Hmm. There is a third unrelated that I just got signed up for because I didn't notice what they were doing until I was already signed up for it. <laughs> that's freaking Eddie Bauer. Oh, okay. So I got to unsubscribe from that because that's going to be a total waste and they're just going to harass me all the time for no reason. You know how many times I shop at Eddie Bauer during the year? Maybe Half like point two five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like once every couple years. <laughs> sure. So. But that one just happened, and it's not, like, in my area, really. I don't gotcha. think there's one near me, so. Okay, interesting. So we are actually more aligned than I thought. Um, The thing with what I learned as an intern around here, and obviously it's carried through since, is unlike the uh, sort of rewards program, that came along with the local grocery stores that we grew up around, Mm -hmm. which are a mix of like, maybe you'll get a couple more coupons, but I think most of them were for like saving money on gas. Mm -hmm. Uh, You basically have to have the discount at these grocery stores for it to not be the price of like going to a gas station for grocery shopping. Oh, like, the price difference on almost every single item is substantial. What the heck? Yeah. And and that's what baffles me. It's like all they have is my phone number. That's all I need to sign up for this thing. Mm-hmm. They don't text me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty sure it is literally just like the equivalent of having an account number. And so I don't really know what they get because just like in this uh, comic, uh, when I switched grocery stores because I started going to a different grocery store that my roommate likes, I didn't have a card for them because I had not gone there before. Mm -hmm. And so the first few times I just didn't have one, but I would go through the normal line and they'd always swipe their discount card for me. Mm. And I like... Sure, if you go there enough, then you accrue some number of points that can go towards a few different things. Mm-hmm. But nothing major. So I just don't understand what the whole situation is, like why they need these. That's what confuses me. Yeah. So I have two for these grocery stores. I have one for Shell, you know, the gas station, mm-hmm. because... It's one of the few gas stations around, and again, it's it's just like, it just gets you five cents off, and then every few times, I think if maybe you fill up enough in a month, then you get bumped up to like one visit where you get 10 cents off. Mm-hmm. But in either case, like it's nothing major, but it's like, well, you might as well do it because it's all, gas is already so expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have that, and then I also got tricked into a card. <laughs> Do you remember yep. that place we went to breakfast together? The yeah. broken yoke? I Did have a card for them. <laughs> oh, Mark got bamboozled. And there's no way to check anything about the status of that account. So I haven't, like, I rarely go there anymore. And mm-hmm. so I never use it. And I don't even know what it's supposed to get you. Yeah. I literally have no clue. 
what it ever gets you because there's no unlike uh with the grocery store things they all have like an app or something where you can check your balance mm. but unsurprisingly this fairly local restaurant does not <laughs> yeah uh and then i have others that i've like you know purposely signed up for things like chipotle and panera mm-hmm. um i have both of theirs because again it's it's one of those situations where it's it's a mix of convenient and they actually just give you some tangible thing that you're working towards mm-hmm. without a without a time limit like that's the biggest thing with the grocery stores i feel like these industries have it backwards that is my stance now okay grocery stores you're gonna go to the just same with gas stations you're gonna go to them when you need to go to them one way or another (laughs) i feel like they don't need things to draw you in Mm. as compared to a restaurant okay yeah um like all okay so so my point is that all these like the grocery store and the gas station all of your points are basically on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. You have to spend so much in a month to get certain points, and then those points eventually expire pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Panera, it's literally just every six visits, no matter how disparate they are, yeah. you get a token towards a... Or every six visits, you get some reward, basically. Mm-hmm. And there doesn't seem to be any correlation between the frequency with which those uh, visits happen and how good your reward is. Mm -hmm. Same with Chipotle. It's just a very, very slowly accruing point system. And then you get a free burrito. And then you get a free burrito. Yeah. And that's it. There's no time limit on it, which it, it seems to be backwards to me. I don't know. I think I'm trying to think of how to expand my point to both like grocery store type places and restaurants. Cause like when I'm thinking about grocery stores, my thought is in general, they're fairly similar. And so part of their like rewards program is in order to differentiate themselves and from other grocery stores so that you will come to them instead of just saying like, oh, I'll just go to the other one. Like I went to these guys last week, but I'll go to this other guy this week. So like you're going to the same place all the time so you can accrue those points and use them before they expire versus like restaurants that motivation could work kind of, but like in general... I don't know. It doesn't really. The po- this the, point well, doesn't point, expand well. Yeah, like I, I, the point of the, you know, going to the same place. Fair enough. That I accept that. That's a good point. Um, it still seems weird to me. Um, mm-hmm. just the specifics of it. It's also like a mix, a mixed loyalty thing as well. Where it's a, uh, first of all, both these grocery stores are basically evenly matched. My local ones, like there's only two. And they have, to my knowledge, almost an exact same reward system, except that if you choose to get gas, they up, they work on different <laughs> gas stations. Okay. Like, that's the only thing that I am aware of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I just feel like the restaurants would be trying a bit harder. 
but I don't, I could, I, this is probably my own bias, you know, with like how my parents arbitrarily decide what grocery store they like this year. Um, mm-hmm. But it has nothing to do with the reward system. It It's like they you have good and bad experiences at grocery stores or you like the produce that they have or whatever. Um, but I feel like there's no way that that reward system is a differentiating factor in which one you go to. Like That has to be a vanishingly small number of people who are like equidistant to these two grocery stores so that there's not a clear winner. And then mm-hmm. they say, hmm, which of these has the better reward system? Mm-hmm. I feel like that doesn't happen. Because you wouldn't even, like, I wouldn't be aware of what the reward system is until I go there a few times and they kind of force me to sign up. Like, I would only sign up after I've decided this is the grocery store that I'm going to. Yeah, I don't know if it's, like, as much of a, like, people deciding as it is, I think, more of meant to be a, like, oh, I was there last week and I know I got these rewards. I might I should go there again so I can use them rather than like a a long term conscious plan like with with like airline frequent flyer programs where it's like okay this is where I live these are the types of places I'm trying to go like this is the airline that will probably best serve me I'm going to go with their frequent like get their frequent flyer program and try to fly with them as much as possible to build up miles whereas yeah. I feel like the grocery store thing is just kind of more of like a little extra nudge in those like moments of snap decision making. Sure. That's fair. The other paranoid thing that this conversation has made me think of is one of my coworkers <laughs> talks about this and that he will never sign up for any loyalty program because the whole purpose of them is for like data mining and to sell your information and like buying preferences to whoever buys them and uses them for value. Yeah, but I mean, this is the hard thing as well is <sighs> even if you try and I mean, this is such a big conversation anyway. Like I'm not worried about my local grocery store. There are so many bigger things to be worried about in that way. And the ones that are big, it doesn't even matter whether you participate in them because you're already in their system one way or another by association. Okay. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, someone who's never had a Facebook account probably still tangentially has some, like, weird, distant connections to Facebook that they are unaware of because of the people around them. Mm Mm-hmm. So... Uh, you know, like fair enough, but if that person has like any online account anywhere, yeah, then like it's kind of a moot point, especially because like I'm not worried about my grocery store. Like I'm sure they're doing something with my phone number, but the phone number's already out there. Verizon's doing something with my phone number too. It's not like they are on <laughs> under any, uh. Mm-hmm obligation to keep my phone number off certain lists or anything so yeah. it's just kind of it is what it is at that point mm-hmm. uh, like it sucks but it's also <laughs> a whole other 
conversation. Yeah. That's a whole nother can of worms that really, we're not ready really for is. tonight. I don't I don't know if this podcast is equipped for it, but maybe someday. So. I was already trying to think of a way to turn this into something funnier than what it was, and I couldn't come up with anything. And it's not. <laughs> Ugh. If we ever make our restaurant, we won't sell user data. Uh, don't say that, Mark. I will. I will make that stand right now. As long as you don't know about it, you're not lying. <laughs> yeah, because you'd be the savvy businessman selling user data. <laughs> you don't know me. Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, shoot. Full on my logic. <laughs> Uh, okay. Let's go to Grant's Lazy Comic. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought more about this comic than I normally think about comics to find something to talk about based on it. It doesn't mean the comics, it doesn't mean that what, that you are lazy, just that the comic choices. <sighs> okay, whatever. You're okay. Grant brought Calvin and Hobbes by Bill Watterson. And Calvin's hanging out in a tree house, or a tree balcony, I suppose, wearing a paper hat. And he's looking down at Susie on the ground, and he's saying, You can't come up here, Susie. No girls allowed. And Susie yells back, What on earth makes you think I'd want to sit in a stupid tree in the first place? Calvin pauses at that, uh, and then sinks down. Uh, putting his head, uh, resting it on his arms, scowling a bit. And he uh, says to himself, leave it to a girl to take all the fun out of sex discrimination. (laughs) All right, Grant. (laughs) (laughs) Be careful what you say next. <laughs> Part of what I love about this comic is that I knew it would make you be like, "Uh oh," when you got to the end. Or I'm guessing you already knew the comic. I I trust your intentions, but I don't trust your ability to be tactful. <laughs> well, so where I wanted to take this comic is I was wondering, Mark, do you ever have a treehouse growing up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely did not. Uh, in the We've talked about the dangerous book for boys, haven't we? I didn't think we have, but we must have because we are both aware of it and you think we've talked about it. So. Yeah, well, anyway, yes. there's a whole section there about building a treehouse, and I yeah. read that plenty of times, and I don't know. Treehouses are one of those things that I'm not convinced actually exist. Like, <laughs> you go Wait, on... What? Oh, I have seen them. I know, like, obviously they exist. Okay. But the amount of effort that would go into actually putting together a good one seems ridiculous oh, yeah. and would need a very, very particular skill set and a lot of time. And a Which kid would be totally useless in actually helping put it together. Oh, yeah. Um, and just also just thinking about put just the structural integrity of... There's a lot of stuff about tree houses that when I pause and think about it, they just sort of scare me and... Uh, I would never be able to build one. I feel pretty confident about that. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think growing up we would have had trees that were capable of supporting a treehouse well. Mm-hmm. That's the other big thing. 
Yeah, you need a special tree. Yeah, because in my uh, when I was really little, we had lots of birch trees and willow trees, neither yeah. of which are excellent candidates. No, those are pretty crummy treehouse trees. Yeah, they're great for being trees, but they're not great for treehouses, and we didn't really have many trees in our yard um, for the chunk of my childhood where I was in Medina. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had like one good tree out in front that was good to climb, and that was about it, and then like a big pine tree, and that was basically it. <laughs> yeah. So no, no treehouse. Um. Yeah. I, did you? No, I didn't. Um. Again, I like you. I didn't. We didn't really have trees that would suit it well. Um. And I just, it was never something that I even really, in like looking back, wouldn't have ever reasonably been made or put up. Um. Mm-hmm. Cause like it is, it's hard to make like a good treehouse. Yeah. Um. And, like, it's a lot of work, and then it ends up just being, like, a floor and walls. A small floor and walls just put up above the ground. <laughs> also, it just seems like Minnesota is not the correct place for a treehouse. Yeah, because you... Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I mean, you can put a tarp over it, I guess, during the winter, but still... <laughs> I've seen like fully enclosed tree houses with like roofs and stuff. Yeah, those people are trying too hard. But yeah, that's like a whole nother level of like making like extra complication that makes it even harder. Yeah, and build, more expensive build a to cabin build. and stop risking your child's life. But it's fun, Mark. Kids like to live on the edge. I know. My dad did build me a pretty kicking bike jump though when I was a kid. Ooh. Very sturdily constructed, um, much more sturdily constructed than the uh, bike ramps of his youth that he informed me about. Uh, do you remember the, I mean, I don't know if people had bike jumps or ramps in your neighborhood, uh, but the very common one that people had was like a very tough plastic one that was more meant for like skateboards. Oh, yeah. You know, but it's like, you know, it was relatively shallow, but like just big enough that you were like, yeah, I can get some air. Like, this is fun for most ages. My dad built one that was probably twice as steep. Oh, geez. And just made completely out of wood. Um, And so you'd just go flying off of it and we would point it into the yard. Uh, And I remember one time just completely you know completely bailing flipping off landing on my back and the handlebars landing on either side of my head oh my gosh and you said that tree houses are dangerous yeah they are doesn't mean that other things i did weren't dangerous i'm just saying <laughs> that tree houses are <laughs> i mean plenty of other dumb stuff happened when i was a kid but yeah. not a tree house <laughs> okay yeah, I like, did not have stuff. I did not have wild jumps for doing like tricks and stuff. I mean, I definitely didn't do any tricks, but just jumping off of one was fun enough. <laughs> I feel like that's a trick all on its own. I suppose, yeah, landing is a trick because if you don't land, you don't get a score. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're always going to land. It's just like how well, gracefully yeah, okay. <laughs> and 
unharmed you land. Land and continue moving forward with more than just forward momentum. Okay. <laughs> uh, trying to think of other dumb stuff that I did, though. Oh, you would be surprised about... about the relative danger involved. Yeah. I mean, the best day in the winter is always wet snow day. Mm. Between snow forts and snowballs. That was excellent. Oh, but yeah. the best thing is when you can... We had a big hill in our neighborhood known as the Big Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they're called. Yes. And it's not like it was... Did you ever go to Hamill Hill? Yeah, I know what you're okay. talking about. It's not It's not like that hill, but it's you know okay. it was pretty sizable for just being in a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And on days where there was wet snow, uh, we would just put together a sled path um, you know, build build it up with walls and put a jump at the end, and then wait for the next day when everything froze over. Yep, you just have a nice icy path to destroy your tailbone with. Oh yeah, and that landing after everything's frozen over is so mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was good. I'm sure, we did other dumb stuff. Kids do dumb stuff. That's what kids are for. That's why they're durable. Well, yeah, I guess. I'm not sure which way that causation goes. <laughs> yeah, kids are durable, so they get to do dumb stuff. I suppose. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. Would you try, ever try and build a treehouse when you're an adult? Um... Would I? Uh, yes. The answer to that question is probably yes. Okay. Will I? Uh, that's a much more meh. I don't know. Answer. Okay. It seems like something that like I would do. It sounds fun as like a challenge to me, but it seems like the product of that challenge isn't as fun. Like I know, like in reality, it's not as fun as it seems like it would be. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, especially I mean, especially depending on which way you build it, because I know that the, or at least if my memory serves, the dangerous book for boys way of doing it is to have a platform with the trunk going through the middle of it, and then you would have uh, angled supports connected to the trunk going mm-hmm. out to the edges of the platform, and that's mm-hmm. your base. Very unlike... Uh, Calvin's treehouse where it is clearly just a platform precariously wedged between two branches yeah <laughs> not a structurally sound treehouse but that's okay I don't know we could we could have a whole conversation about treehouse building techniques in my opinions on it but I, w- I would like to at least see a tether to Calvin's yeah it'd be <laughs> it'd be nice to see a bit more detail but in general like the the strategy of like of I don't know like perching it atop something rather than like trying to pin it to something well is yes, a nice perching strategy. is fine if there's more than two points of contact yeah. yeah which is why i said it'd be nice to see like more detail to it but we okay. also only see it from really one good angle yeah but calvin's treehouse is a recurring place in many comics okay yeah more research to be done 
That's why he's got Hobbs to balance on the other side of the treehouse so it doesn't tip over. It's like a seesaw. Hobbs isn't there right now. <laughs> you can't see that he's not in the back of the treehouse. How do you know? A tiger can't hide in that small of a treehouse. Uh, prove it. Mm-hmm.